You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. Wednesday. Hi, guys. So many of you have texted me today and checked in on me, which is so nice. Um, I'm feeling better today. I still feel sick, but COVID test came back negative, which is good. Um, as long as I stay on top of taking my DayQuil, I'm A-OK. DayQuil really helps and it like kicks in pretty quickly. I'm not really like a medicine taker, so I don't really to me, I feel like medicine helps ease the pain at the time, but I don't think it helps you get better. Is that weird that I think of medicine that way? Like in my head, you take medicine so you don't feel so shitty, but it's not actually doing anything to help you get over the cold. So that's why I never take it. Cause I'm like, what's the fucking point? I'll just manpower through. But um, Brett has told me that's not how it works. <laughs> and taking the day quills cool really helped me. So I did take Benny for a walk tonight. Super short one, like a mile and a half. Felt lightheaded. Um, so came home. Also put Benny in a harness, which I don't know if it's better or worse. Like it's less control. But I feel like he was just choking a lot. You guys know we put that choke collar on him. Well, it's lasted too long. Um, he's been wearing it for months now. So he's just going to have to learn over time. I think he's just I don't I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So we put him in a harness. He's back in the harness. He's back doing a lot of things that he was doing previously that we've tried to break the bad habits of. Like he's back to eating part of our dinner along with his dinner. Um, He looks fat as fuck to me. We took him to the vet because he had to get all of his shots. I just like gave him all of them at once. Plus six months worth six months worth of flea heart and tick heartworm tick whatever it was like $400 when they told me the total they were like it's gonna be $475 they paused I was like I was expecting it to be that expensive um if you have a pet and you are up to date with all their shit you have to pay to do that so obviously I know I felt like okay offensive I I understand that this was gonna cost money today thank you um but when I looked at how much he weighed guess how much he weighs guess last time we went to the vet he was like 32 pounds he is 42 pounds. He is chunky. And like he goes on walks and gets plenty of exercises. But he basically what we started doing is we just make a little bit of extra dinner. So like tonight I had some chicken, some kale neochi, um, and some asparagus. And Brett had some chicken, some kale neochi, these little like potato things and some coleslaw. And so whatever was left on his plate, he just mixed it in with Benny's food and that's how we get him to eat it. And he doesn't eat all of his kibble, obviously, but he eats some. So that's good enough. I mean, we're working with what we got here and we have to switch it up. Ooh, I just moved my head too fast. A couple people have texted me. People that I, I mean, one person in my family, one person I talk to all the time on Instagram, wish I saw her more in real life. Um, used to run into her back in the day, but I haven't run into her in a really long time. But I like talk to her often enough to where like, I feel like we're friends, <laughs> even though we don't even have each other's phone numbers. But um, so her and then um, my sister-in-law's brother's girlfriend. Oh my God. <laughs> la, 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 la. They have both told me that they get vertigo. They've gotten it and then it just comes back and like uh, just relating to what I'm saying and how bad it is. And so it leads to this anxiety of like, when is it going to happen again? And to hear that it happens like somewhat often for them is alarming. I feel really bad for them. And it's just like proves that it's so unpredictable. Unpredictable. I feel like that's not the song. Um, So... (sighs) 
Yeah. It's crazy how many people have told me their stories about vertigo today and how they all vary, like the causes and when they happen and how often they happen. I was just going to say something and I forgot and it was important too. Oh, I need, this wasn't it, but something else just crossed my mind. I need to do a follow-up on the pizza oven. So over the weekend, Brett made some pizzas, even though I urged him not to do it, just like order something on Saturday night because I wasn't really that hungry. Sunday was the day that I had the huge appetite. And doing the pizza oven with just one person is a lot, or with two people, I mean. So doing it with one person is like a lot of work. Um, It's just a lot of prep and a lot of cleanup. Like you have to clean everything. Um, Then you have to clean the pizza oven. You have to wait for it to cool down. It's just a lot, right? So I was like, don't do it. He did anyways. We got the dough from Rayleigh's. I hate Rayleigh's dough. We got the dough from Rayleigh's and Brett goes out there to try to like fire the new uni up. We haven't used the new one, right? It was still in the packaging and everything. So he's out there for a while and he comes inside and he's like, you are not going to fucking believe it. I'm like, what? He's like, I think this whole time. It was an issue with the propane tank. He was like, because the same thing was happening. And I'm like, there's no, he was like, there's no way that three in a row can have the same faulty whatever. So we switched out the propane tank. It's full from our barbecue to the one that was hooked up to the pizza oven. And it freaking worked. So now I'm pretty sure we have two fully functioning pizza ovens, (laughs) which I mean, we've already paid for them. Brett paid for one. I paid for the other. So um, I guess that's good in the fact where we can cook more. Like now it's just we can just pump one out at a time. Now we can pump two out at a time. I don't we can barely handle one. But anyways, the pizzas that he made on Saturday were not good. The crust wasn't good. The pizzas weren't in there long enough, so the cheese wasn't melted enough. It just wasn't good. I feel like we need a reset and a break from the pizza ovens. And also, it's just a lot for Brett to do on his own. So that's the update this whole time. I mean, he he did drop them. <laughs> so that still stands. But oh, and he also secured. That was part of our agreement. He secured the new pizza oven to the table so it can't fall off anymore. So props to Brett. Something that I realized, you know, I was talking about love languages a couple episodes episodes ago and I said I didn't I don't know what my love language is. I don't really know what category this would fall under, but I've realized this past week that my love language is really being like taken care of. And like Brett always brings me like coffee Sunday mornings. He wakes up and says, what do you want for breakfast? Like I'll go get anything or I'll make anything. He I mean, he makes us dinner every night while I take Benny for a walk. He is um, a provider and he is a giver in that sense. He does do a lot and he does take care of me in a lot of ways. But it's different when you are relying on someone to do something for you and you really feel taken care of. And that probably stems with some like deep rooted childhood issues that I have. But um, and I, like I said last week in last week's episode, Brett wasn't taking care of me the first day. Like, yeah, I went to the store to get like saltines or whatever. But he was kept telling me to like get up and like, well, you have to go to work tomorrow because you don't have any more sick days. Meanwhile, telling people on the phone that I was, oh, he felt so bad for me. I'm like, you little motherfucker. So it took, I feel like even though I was the sickest on day one, it didn't really hit him until the next couple days. And that's when he really started being caring. I think we might have even had a conversation about it. But anyways, or maybe it was after the emergency room thing. I don't really know when it switched for him. But over the weekend, I think he just stresses out about me missing work for lots of reasons obviously like missing out on day pay days pay is a big deal but also like you know I didn't have any sick time left so putting my job at risk potentially I don't really know what his deal was but he really barked up over the weekend and like 
I don't want to make it seem like I like that he waited on me hand and foot because that wasn't it. I just appreciated that I felt really taken care of. You know what I mean? Like every time I would stand up to like fill my water up or something, he'd be like, I'll do it. Like you sit down. Didn't make me feel guilty about any of the things that he was doing. You know, didn't make me feel like he was doing a lot and that I needed to be doing. He just, I just felt, I can't, I can't explain how he did it and what he did that's different than everyday life, but I just felt really taken care of and that's made me like more loving and not so like cold exterior like I typically am, like on the couch, like I don't want to hold your hand. That's how I am. I'm like, don't touch me. Um, now I'm just like, I don't, I'm feeling very like, like my, my, my heart exterior is soft, is softened a bit. And it's because I've discovered my love language and it's being taken care of in like a nurturing way. Like I want to really feel like you care, not that you're doing something for me, not that you're cooking me dinner because we have to eat dinner, but you are like taking care of me. I I don't really know how to explain it. Does that make sense to anyone? Because it makes sense to me. I guess it's more of a feeling, just like the way something's done. But that's my love language. We've discovered it. You only have one, right? Or is it like, does it come in like a, in like a order? Um, can I tell you, I didn't scroll on TikTok too much when I wasn't feeling good because I just wasn't really like looking at my phone. When I caught my um, screen time on Sunday, even though this just happened Thursday, Friday, and so Saturday, uh, my screen time was like down something astronomical because I just was not looking at my phone for a few days. But I did come across a video on one of the days I was feeling better, a couple videos. Well, the first one that I saw, I forget what the soundbite is. I want to say it's like, sometimes all I think about is you. I don't know, though. Anyways, it starts out with like a video of something and then it turns, the music changes and it turns bad. Like the situation turns sad. So the first one I saw was two dogs playing or whatever and then the music changes and it's one of the dogs has attacked the other dog like brutally like ears missing very bloody very graphic like gave me a lot of anxiety and I was like what the fuck is this why would someone put this on Insta or on TikTok and then I saw that it's a trend because I saw another one of a girl posting all these videos of her like pregnant and then at the funeral burying her baby and I'm like oh my gosh so Harp, I can't, I cannot get on social media and see this stuff. The news is bad enough and the news is on all the time in my house. I cannot. It is so sad. So now I'm scared to get on TikTok. I'm scared to leave the house. I'm scared to drive in a car. I'm scared to get on TikTok. I'm fucking scared of everything. Oh my God. Um, Let's talk about The Bachelor last night because I did stay up to watch it after all because it was that good. It was not the finale. What's crazy is it popped up in my memories yesterday that a year ago, Anna and Kristen were over here. We were having a bachelor finale party when it was not the finale. So I, I don't know what they do to make us feel like this weekend or this this episode this week is the finale, but it's really, I don't know. Anyways, the episode was insane. Clayton does go starts the overnights um, with Rachel, who I don't like. Something about her bothers me. I don't think did I ever say that I don't think she's cute because I don't. Her eyebrows are really far apart, and like she might be a nice person or whatever, but I feel like their connection is purely physical. Like it's so obvious that they just want a bone, and that's it. Like they have no conversation. Even he said, "Okay, they were like kissing." He was like, "We could do this all day," but it's just a lot of like surface level. Then he said that he was falling in love with her. 
She was so ecstatic. They obviously slept together. She comes back the next day to the other girls and is like, sorry in advance, which I thought was so weird. So then the next date is Gabby, who he even says in the beginning was a little bit of a slower burn. And um, backtrack when Rachel, when he's leaving Rachel's the next day, Rachel, Rachel screams from the rooftop like Clayton. I almost said Colton. Clayton, I love you. And he's like, I love you too, Rachel. And so the next day he goes on the date with Gabby and um, they have a great time. Like she's so authentic. Her personality is just phenomenal. I'm the president of the Gabby fan club. I love everything about her. And so they're sitting. They have this like intimate like day date. um, And then they go into the night and he says, you know, I've just I've just I've realized that I'm falling in love with you. And like he gets the same smile that he got with Rachel. He worded it almost the exact same way. I've realized that I'm falling in love with you. And so they continue on their date. They have sex. The next day, he does the same thing. Only like Rachel yelled down at him before. This time he goes, hey, Gabby, I've fallen in love and it feels great or something. It was so awkward. Brett and I were like, I hit him in bed. I was like, no, he did not just say that. Even Brett was like super into it. And then this whole time we have poor Susie, who's just on the sidelines saying like, if he sleeps with anyone else, I'm out. If he tells anyone else that he loves them, I'm out. And all I'm seeing all these people saying, well, how can she put those expectations on him? him if she didn't verbalize that that's how she felt well she didn't put those expectations on him she's putting those expectations on herself she's saying if he's told someone else that he loves them and if he's had sex with someone else obviously the bond that we feel or the connection that he feels for me or the love he has for me isn't strong enough because he wouldn't have done that I get that validated don't need to say say anything else Susie if that's how you feel which is polar opposite of Gabby. Gabby was like, I want him to, he, she basically said, I want him to sleep with everyone. I want him to explore all of his options and still decide to choose me And at the end. Which is interesting because in the previews, it kind of seems like he tells everyone what he's done and they seem all upset. But Gabby made it really seem like when she was talking to Susie that she wanted him to like, do you boo and pick me. So Susie is like, you know, they have all this dramatic filming, her walking down a spiral staircase saying that she's spiraling and she just keeps bringing this up, how she's played everything out in her head. And anyways, her and Colton go out on a date. They go to a um, hot springs, but it's like a not the one that I normally see people posting about when they go to Iceland. It looked really cool, but I just I don't know. I'm not down with being cold when the climate's cold outside. You do a cold plunge in like a climate controlled environment like that's fine. But in Iceland outside, I'm not trying to do a cold plunge. No, thank you. Um, Susie even says in the date that she's nervous. If things end up loosening up, they have great conversation, blah, 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 blah. We go to the night date and he straight up says, I feel I've realized this is the same words. I, I, I've, I've realized that I'm falling in love with you. With Gabby, when he said it to her, I didn't believe. Okay, when he said it with Rachel, I felt like he meant. I saw it in his face. When he said it to Gabby, I didn't believe it as much. Although later I felt that from him. I feel like he's not as physically maybe into Gabby. But then when he said it to Susie, I was kind of in between both of those feelings. Like it didn't feel as intense as Rachel. I just think that his physical attraction to Rachel is greater than the others or the sexual chemistry or whatever. So he says that to to Susie. And he's like, you know, 
pulling out the overnight card or whatever. And Susie just straight up as straight up says, like, have you slept with anyone else? And have you told anyone else that you love them? And he he just starts doing the mouth thing, his fucking gross mouth thing. And then he tries to spin it like he only slept with one person and he keeps getting tripped up over his words. He goes, they, them, um, when, yeah, when I, um, when I did, when I was intimate with, um, because he doesn't want to lie. So he's trying to be strategic and he just cannot do it. And finally he goes, both of them. I slept with both of them. And she doesn't have any reaction. Like, it's not harsh. She just said, you know, I've always felt like if that was the case, if that's what you did, I was going to have to be done because I cannot, I can't continue. That's, I hold myself to such a high standard. I take it very seriously. If you've done that, I can't be with you. And he just can't believe that this is happening. I mean, he's told every girl exactly what they wanted to hear and gotten laid basically three nights in a row. When I was looking at him, I was like, God, some people don't have sex with three people in their lifetime. And he's had sex with three people in what, a three day time span? I don't know how big the gap is. But anyways, so I mean, everything seems super calm or whatever. And he just starts talking himself in circles. I saw a tweet from Reality Steve that was like, I heard that Colton's disabling his social media for the next couple days. Probably a good idea. And I saw that before we got to this point, And oh boy, it's so bad. He tries to talk himself in circles. And then when he realizes that he is looking like an idiot, he is looking embarrassed. He realized how he, he starts to realize like how this is going to play out on TV. You almost see his soul leave his body. And that's when the flip, the switch flips and he starts to get angry and he manipulative as fuck turns us around on Susie and somehow over the course of the next five minutes of the episode gets Susie to apologize she hasn't done anything like nothing and then they all she goes outside and then he goes outside and then she comes to talk to him and he just goes this is done this is over we have nothing left to say like super aggro super angry and you know what I've seen this out of him before there was a clip after an episode where him and Gabby went on the date and they went hiking and she tried to tie his shoes and he was like no I can tie my own shoes like he's one of those guys that makes it seem like he's happy-go-lucky but he's that guy when you're 70 years old that's going to be bossing you around degrading you talking down to you because that's just the type of guy that he is. And I see that in him. I see that in him 100%. So it ends with him just like, Susie's like, I know you don't want to hear anything from me, but I just like wanted to say like trying to talk to him. And he is just straight faced, looks so angry, doesn't respond to anything, doesn't give her a hug. She gets in the car and that's it. And like, she doesn't cry a lot, which I really commend her on because what is there to cry about? He really showed his true colors, which she had given him credit about 10 minutes before that, at least in the show. And said, this probably went on for hours as far as we know, and said, you know, you showed me that there are good guys out there. And then fast forward however long. And here he is acting like the ultimate douchebag. I can't wait to find out what Susie has to say. So there's two episodes next week. I'm not really sure how that's going to play out. I'm making myself nauseous with all this talk. Um, there are two episodes next week, and I don't really know what order they're going to go in. We've seen very limited previews for what's to come. But let me just read you a couple of my tweets um, from last night. Um, let's see. Actually, there was just really one that I, okay. I think this is the one. 
This is one of them. Clayton is the type of guy who doesn't like to feel or look embarrassed. In that moment with Susie, he knew he was doing just that. So he chose anger to deflect and try to salvage his image. But the one that was doing pretty well last night on Twitter, last time I checked, the moment Clayton went from trying to single one of the girls out to finally saying that he slept with both is the moment he started to lose it. He had to admit the truth and that made him mad. And he took that anger out on Susie. He sucks. And that's exactly what happened. He was mad that he couldn't, that he had to disclose what he did and then once that was out he was embarrassed he felt ashamed and so he bottled that anger and threw it right in Susie's face and then somehow made her apologize anyways I can't wait to see what happens at the end I can't wait to see what happens when he tells Rachel and Gabby I feel like it's going to be a very Peter Weber ending where like he doesn't end up with anyone because they keep saying the story still hasn't unfolded yet like we still don't know the outcome and I'm like okay Ari chill so I have a feeling that like it ends with no engagement and we're going to find out like where everyone's at probably on Tuesday night so the final episode will probably be on Monday we're going to find out where everyone's at on Tuesday that's my guess but we'll have to wait and see thursday good thing i talked so much yesterday because i really don't have much to say today i just realized that i haven't taken dayquil in like five hours which is why i'm suddenly feeling a decline in everything um so by the time this comes out first of all hilarious something that happened earlier brett was like because I'm going to Fresno tomorrow, as I've talked about multiple times. Um, and I'm going to be leaving like, I don't know, the early morning, not early morning, like 11 a.m., you know. So Brett was like, I need to try to coordinate with you when you're going to be home. And, um, you know, when I'm going to be home. And I was like, well, Benny's fine. I was like, he, we don't have to be home with him at all times. Like, we're just conditioned to be home with him all the time. And I'm like, he is a dog. He's going to be fine. Like, we aren't home all the time. And Brett's like, I'm not talking about the dog. He was like, I would like to see you before you go. I'm such a bitch. I wasn't even, that wasn't, I would have never in a million years thought that that's what he was talking about. I was like, oh, right. You want to see me before I go and spend time with me because I'm going to be gone. Brett and I, if you haven't noticed, we don't do too many things apart um, due to lots of reasons. The fact that um, I, you know, don't really go out that much anymore. I got a lot of my system in my early 20s. So now I'm just like ready to settle down. And Brett does like to go out. I like to pump the brakes on that because I am very much so a homebody these days. But also, um, you know, the pandemic and things like we just spend a lot of time together. So when one of us is leaving, even if it's for a day, it feels like a really big deal. Um, so Benny is like choking. I don't know if it's just allergies or what. I wish I could get him to do it right now. Um, it's basically like when he gets excited, it's like he can't, he's going <gasps> like something is in his throat. I can't explain it. Almost sounds like he can't breathe properly. And so I'm like, do, is this an, I was reading, which I know is bad. Oh, I just got lightheaded. I feel like I've said that every day when I'm doing this podcast. It's because I like look around and move my head a lot. Um, Closing my eyes makes it worse. I need to open my eyes. I can't explain what it is. And it's it's he's eating fine. He's sleeping normal, but he is snoring. It's like something stuck in his throat. But as I'm sitting here at work today, like I have so much phlegm in my throat just from like cold and allergies. I'm like eh, 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 all day long. So could it just be the same for him? But he just can't clear his throat. I don't know. Benny, come here, boy. I wonder if I could get him excited enough. When I get him excited, he does it. He like breathes really hard, but the breathe sounds like it's like congested. It sounds scratch. Oh, why am I calling? Benny's not even here right now. No wonder he's not coming to me. He's out on the walk with Brett. Dude, get it the fuck together. I have a hair appointment tomorrow and I texted Violet from Lace Salon. I was like, I'm getting ready to see you tomorrow. I was like, get ready because I haven't washed my hair in 10 days. And she was like, 
Um, are we doing an all over color? I was like, yeah. She was like, then you need to wash it tonight. I'm like, God damn it. I thought I was going to get so many kudos for going so long without washing it. Is that disgusting? Did I just gross any guy that listens to this out? My hair's just been curly in a knot on my head. And when I was sick, I did get in the shower, but I just conditioned. So yeah, it's real disgusting. So anyways, I don't know what to do with Benny. Um, I read that like, like I want to induce throwing up. Like, is he just going to pass it? But he's chewing things. He's swallowing things. So something's not blocking this. I don't, I just don't know. Having something living and breathing that you care for is really stressful. Um, That's all I'm going to say on that. So my eye is itching right now and I just am not feeling this. So we're going to call it quits. I'm probably not going to be able to record tomorrow or Saturday. So hopefully I have a good stories from the next um, couple days to be able to fill up a lot of space on Sunday. Because I hate to give you guys these short ass episodes. Oh my God. So Clayton was on. I thought he, I thought Caitlin Bristow posted that he was going to be on her podcast yesterday, but he wasn't. She didn't post anything yesterday. So I don't know if it's just not out yet. But Ben Higgins and Ashley, whatever her face is, they did a podcast and he was on it and everyone's talking about it. So I was going to listen to that on my walk with Benny today, but I have to do work tonight after work. So I'm not going to be able to take Benny for a walk. So I don't know when I'm going to listen to it. Maybe tomorrow I'm getting my hair done. Ooh, that's a great idea. So after I listen, I'll let you know what he says so you don't have to listen to it because I'm sure Ben Higgins and Ashley is an annoying ass fucking podcast that no one wants to listen to. I'm sure a lot of people do because they're obsessed with Bachelor Nation, but I will not put myself through a terrible podcast production content flow wise just for the sake of liking a franchise. I mean, I will for the sake of listening for Clayton. I have something in my eye. I'm just rambling. Goodbye. Friday. Saturday. Sunday. I actually should have come up here on Friday before I left because I had some extra time, but I didn't. Hi, guys. So it's Sunday. Lots happened since last time I recorded. I probably sound sicker, which I am. Um, Friday morning, so like Thursday night, right? I got all my stuff done. I was going to sleep in just a little bit extra on Friday because we were going out of town. Um, but Friday morning, Brett gets up and goes to our spare bathroom and Benny's in the hallway, like coughing like crazy. And so it woke me up and Brett's like, you're going to have to take him to the emergency room. You're going to have to not go out of town. You're going to have to cancel your plans. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And I was like, what in the world? So Brett's like, let me take him for a walk and see what happens. So Brett took Benny for a walk and he didn't come back for like an hour. I was stressing out the whole time. And during that time, the vet also opened. And remember a while ago, I said that the vet gave me a tip that they hold four appointments a day open for customers. So I called right at seven, right when they opened. And I was like, my dog's coughing. Not really sure what the problem is, um, but I think he needs to come in. So they were like, we actually have an appointment today at four o'clock. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I called Brett and I was like, I'm guessing the walk's going okay since you haven't come home yet or you haven't called me. He was like, yeah, I mean, he seems fine. He's not really doing the coughing thing anymore. I was like, okay, well, you have to take him to the vet at four. And Brett doesn't like to do things by himself. He doesn't like to talk to people. So I knew this was going to stress him out, but... I was like, do you want him to suffer all weekend? So he was like, no. So um, I had actually texted our neighbor, who's also our friends. And I was like, she used to be a vet. And I was like, what do you think this noise is? She was like, I don't know. It could be so many things, but it kind of sounds like kennel cough. Have you taken him to the dog park recently? I was like, yeah, I guess we took him a week ago. And we always bring our own water bowls, but he likes to drink out of the communal bowls. So um, I was like, yeah, I have, but I mean, that would just be crazy if he had kennel cough, right? 
Fast forward, Brett ends up taking him to the vet on Friday night and he does have kennel cough. So that fucking sucks. So um, now I just need to be extra. I'm going to be even more paranoid now. I just need to be extra prepared when we take him to do things like I can't let him drink out of those bowls. And um, also, Brett was a hit at the vet. They gave him like samples of food to try. They like, I was like, gosh, I should send you more often. But of course, he's not eating the food now. It's so weird because he ate the food that they gave him when he was at the vet, but he won't eat it at home. And that's totally because Brett gives him whatever. And so Benny just assumes that Brett's going to give him food and that he's going to get food off the counter, right? Brett also went to the store, got all the ingredients because my friend Violetta was like, I make my dogs their own food now. It's like ground beef, carrots, celery, quinoa, so broccoli. So Brett went and got all this stuff, made Benny this homemade food. He has not even taken a bite of it. And so Brett's pissed because he spent all this money buying all this food, took him like two hours to make this um, meal for him and he won't eat it. So now Brett's like gung-ho. We like haven't fed him anything else. He's like, he will eat this food. So um, yeah, so let's backtrack a little bit. Um, in between me booking the appointment for the vet and Brett going to the vet, the vet, I had my hair appointment with Violet, which was great. I thought she was going to make me get a trim. She didn't, which was wonderful because I don't like getting a trim. She just dyed my roots and I came home. And then um, my sister-in-law, Lolly, she picked me up and we got on the road to Fresno for the concert that we were going to. So she packed all these snacks. She was like, she asked me the night before, are there any snacks that you want? And I was like, oh, I can't think of anything. Really, the only snacks that I like, I like those like pretzels that are like honey mustard and onion, like those super hard pretzels, but I didn't really know what they were called. And then I like chips, but I was just like, I like any snacks. So anything she gets is going to be fine, right? So we get into the car and she shows me what she got. She shows me what she got. She got Pringles, original Pringles, which aren't bad, but not my first choice. She got Werther's. <laughs> Werther's. Like, are you my grandma? She got Red Vines, which are not bad. Um, She got beef jerky. What else did she get? Oh, my God. There was more. Corn nuts. I was like, are we going to chip a tooth on the way to this concert? I was like making fun of her snacks. She's like, oh, OK, miss. I don't care. I like anything. And I was like, well, I do like anything. Like, I'll eat all of this. But um, but of course, like we're going to the concert. And like, I don't know. I didn't really feel like snacking. So we didn't get the snacks. We did go through McDonald's drive through to coat our stomachs before the night because we set off later than expected. So I knew that we weren't going to be able to like go get dinner before or anything. Also, it had been my friend Amanda's birthday. So we bought her all these gifts and we were planning on stopping on the way to getting like a cute gift basket. Like we had this whole vision. But because we were late, we weren't able to do that. So when we got there, Amanda was already there. We were just like, here are all your gifts. Not in a bag, not in a basket, not in anything. Um, but on the way there, we were just having so much fun. Like, I'm telling you, I told you guys after we went to Dan and Shay, I wish that Lolly and I would have started hanging out alone like a long time ago. Obviously, like she's married to my brother. And so like all four of us hang out all the time. But like me and her did our first thing like alone in a really long. Like, of course, I went to like her bachelorette and things like that. And then like me, her and her sister have gone out shopping spree sisters but, like a few years ago. And like we obviously hang out all the time in groups. But just her one, her and I one on one is money chef's kiss so we're in the car and like talking about so many things I was telling her how I don't know my directions I don't know my east south 
west, north. And so she started just only talking to me in directions. She was trying to tell me where like this pool hall was. And she was like eastbound or east on Bradshaw. And I was like, no, don't do this to me. And um, we were so confused on where we were. I, we, She thought we hadn't passed Stockton yet, but I saw a sign that said, welcome to Modesto. And I was like, no, we for sure passed Stockton already because we're in Modesto. Modesto's past Stockton. She's like, no, like we were terrible. And I was like, I think it's just because we've been talking like we have not been paying attention. There was one point where we were in the car. She was looking at me for like a solid 10 seconds. I was like, you have not looked at the road in so long. Oh my God. We were dying laughing. She was like, well, my car will just stop automatically. Like if it's going to hit someone, we'll just stop like dead stop on the freeway. So someone could hit us from behind. I'm like, that's promising. Um, we just had like the most fun on the drive. It felt like it felt like it took us a really long time. Like all of a sudden we looked at the clock. We realized we were only going to have a half an hour to get ready once we got there. And so, um, we really didn't have enough time to stop. So I had had these, the plan to where I was going to wear these, um, my leather Spanx. I was going to wear a tank top and then like bring my leather jacket, but we ate that McDonald's and I knew this was going to happen. So I put the Spanx on in, at Amanda's and I was, first of all, I ate the McDonald's. Second of all, I was bloated from sweating because we were rushing. And you know, like when you're trying to get dressed and you're sweating. Also, I didn't bring like the right underwear. So when I put these on, like you could see my underwear line. So my plan immediately went to shit, right? So I put on jeans and I put on just like a black tank top, which is so, I was trying to avoid this exact outfit because last time I met Jordan Davis was, which wasn't that long ago. I was wearing a black tank top and jeans. I was like, my pictures are going to look exactly the same. So, um, um, I just put on the outfit and I was super annoyed. I didn't have any time left, put on my vans, brought my jacket and we left. And I was like, I don't feel cute. I feel disgusting. But then again, like, what the fuck do I care? Right? So we get to the venue. We cannot find parking. We have to park so fucking far. And we walk and we get in and um, we immediately find the people that we're supposed to find. So Amanda is like for in layman's terms, she's like the boss of a radio station. Like she programs the radio station. So she is like the person that like, you know, is the real MVP at the concert. So she goes to meet the reps. And one of the guys that's there actually used to work at KNCI back in the day. So I knew him. So that was kind of nice. So we met up with them. We went and went backstage and we were just sitting in like this lounge area at first, like just having, oh, actually, no, we weren't sitting in the lounge area at first. We went right onto Jordan Davis's bus. Um, and I just met Jordan Davis before the Kane Brown show. But that day, like their bus had broken down. It was the first day of the tour. Like there was a lot going on. So I wouldn't say that he wasn't friendly, but he just wasn't like super interactive that day. We didn't really talk to him for that long. So I didn't really know what to expect when we got on his bus. But obviously I follow him on Instagram. So I had seen before that he was like posting about um, Costco tequila and stuff. So we get on the bus and he was like, does anyone want anything to drink? I got my Costco tequila. Anyways, he was in such a good mood. Um, there was us, another radio station's like program director, which is a man, which is what Amanda is. And then like their morning show. And then there was a girl from the news and her boyfriend on the bus. And then Jordan Davis and like his tour manager, I guess. And so um, he was telling us all these like stories about the Tonight Show, about how he was recently on the Ellen show. But of course, Ellen wasn't there the day that he performed, which he was bummed about because his wife's a big fan. But he was also not that bummed about because he heard that Ellen was like a really tough critic when it came to artists performing on the show. Like she'll sit on the side stage and watch them like practice and stuff and so he was like kind of nervous about that but anyways he was just in a super good mood um when he came to Sacramento I'm sure I talked about this on my podcast his bus had broken down on the way from Wyoming to Sacramento I really need some chapstick um 
And this guy pulled up on the side of the road and was like, whose bus is this? And they were like, Jordan Davis's. And he was like, oh, I'm a huge Jordan Davis fan. Like, I'll drive it. So he drove it to Sacramento, which was interesting because when I was taking my COVID test at Golden One Center, this truck pulled in and it was carrying a trailer and the guy rolled down his window was like Snapchatting from backstage and roadies and people like tour managers and like all the people that are on the road with these artists, like that's not something they're doing anymore because they're like so used to it. Like they're not humble bragging on social media anymore because it's just their day to day life at this point. So Amanda and I both thought that was a little strange. Then we found out later it was the guy that was carrying all of Jordan Davis's stuff. Sorry, my mouth guard keeps hitting the microphone so we brought that up and he um was talking about that he was just in like a really good mood and um obviously like with artists like sometimes you catch them on bad days and I'm sure that it's rough like having to go to different cities and talk to different radio people and just like always be on so I was really glad that he was on this day because I like loved him like I really just like thought he was a vibe and like am now gonna be like a bigger fan of his music because of how personable and how friendly he was so um after we got off his bus we just sat on the couches backstage they had like buckets all around that had um like beers and seltzers and stuff in them so we were just kind of chilling I was letting Amanda do her thing and talk to all the people backstage which was um nice that I had Lolly there because typically like when I go to something like this with Amanda which has only been a handful of times I kind of like hang back and let Amanda do her thing because I'm not trying to get in the way or like be a clinger so I actually had Lolly to talk to which was super nice so we were just kind of chilling there was um this guy that was backstage and like a leather jacket and like jeans and his wife was there in like an all leather outfit and they had their two kids there and their kids were in like all leather and they were running around like being chaotic like normally I would think it was really annoying but they were really cute and like what a life to be living like in your all leather your perfectly gelled slash curled hair as a boy and a girl just running around backstage like making a muck of everything and like this is just your life like cool cool fucking life anyways and so um we were sitting back there for a while just like enjoying drinks and then um our group started to walk to like a different part of the backstage area and it was like more dimly lit there was um blue kind of like lights everywhere and it was Dustin Lynch's area which a little backstory I knew nothing before going into the show I didn't know anything about Ingrid Andrus I knew um that Jordan Davis had a song about dirt and on the way to Fresno Lolly and I played um Dustin Lynch but funny when we were trying to play it I said to Siri hey Siri will you play songs by David Lynch which actually does exist but it wasn't who I was looking for so there was one song that I remember from back in the day when I was on KNCI Cowboys and Angels super old from Dustin Lynch but I knew none of the new stuff nor did I know what he looked like and because Lolly and I were talking so much in the car I wasn't able to really get a vibe for the songs I didn't really recognize anything so it kind of sucked for me and I was thinking to myself the whole time watch I'm gonna have a hell of good time at this concert and I'm going to vibe with the music and I'm going to wish so bad that I would have listened before that I would have paid attention because I'm going to become a fan and I'm going to really like regret the opportunity that I had to enjoy and sing along with all these songs that I wish that I knew. So anyways, we're standing around this area. It's Dustin Lynch's area. He has um, wine on tap and he has like a full bar. And so I go over and he has like these cute wine glasses that have his name on and they're like plastic. So I go get one of those and I pour some wine and I'm just kind of talking to Lolly and Amanda goes off and she's talking in like a group of people and she comes over to get us. And I noticed this one guy that was back there that was like 
fine. He was wearing a baseball hat and like, oh my God. Anyways, I just figured he was part of the band, right? So Amanda calls us over and um, she introduces us to this guy in the baseball hat, right? So she introduces Lolly first. Lolly shakes his hand and then she, um, she introduces me first. Well, remember I had said that I had knew someone backstage, this guy named Matt who used to work at KNCI. So Matt goes, um, well, I say, well, the guy in the baseball hat goes, hi, like, hi, nice to meet you. I was like, oh, hi, my name is Megan. And Matt goes, don't you guys, haven't you ever met him before? And I was like, no. And in that moment, I realized it was fucking Dustin Lynch and I had no clue. Oh my God, so embarrassing. And I was like, no. So I was playing it super cool, right? So like, shake his hand. I was like, it's so nice to meet you. We go off and we take our pictures or whatever. We have a little bit of more wine. Um, I asked someone, I was like, what wine is this? I was like, it's so good. And they introduced me to the winemaker who was also backstage. I talked to him for a little bit. And then after that, um, we went over to another bus to meet Ingrid Andrus. And I literally knew nothing about her. I didn't know what she looked like. Uh, obviously, I didn't know what Dustin looked like either. But I knew nothing. Like, had no clue about any of her music. Just did not know anything, right? So we get into the bus. And this whole time that we're kind of going around, there's, an, like I said, another radio station with us. And there's like this guy who's a program director who's a little abrasive, not getting a great vibe from him all night. So we get onto Ingrus's bus and... um. My Amanda starts talking to like her manager and we're talking to Ingress and we're like, she is off the bat. I get the best vibe from her. Like she's just a girl's girl. She's all about like women. She's all about like standing her ground. She was talking about how she got a lot of information about Fresno when she was in town, like riding different Ubers. And she was saying that like she didn't know raves were a big thing in Uber in Fresno. And I was like, oh, wow. She was like, yeah, like EDM music. And she was like, shoot, I should have I should have remixed one of my songs. I was like, seriously, get dipped on it she was like actually Diplo tried to re- um, remix my single right now she's like and it was terrible I had to turn it down she was like but like I'm not gonna put something out there that I think is fucking terrible she's like so I'm gonna see him again at Stagecoach and Stagecoach coming up in April and hopefully it's not weird because like I definitely turned like shot him down and he was not expecting that at all and I was like wow I was like I actually met Diplo once I was like and I loved him I was like but when I met him he was not very nice and she was like never meet your heroes anyways the other program director that was backstage, I don't really remember because at this point I'm feeling a little bit tipsy. I don't remember exactly what he said, but she's, he said something about like the Uber drivers like exposing themselves to her. And she was like, did not think it was funny. Like he made a very macho, just like typical fucking older man comment. And she didn't think it was funny. And so she didn't laugh. She made like very serious eye contact with him. And he was like, I guess that's my cue to leave. And she was like, no, that's your cue to fucking stay. And she she like schooled him, like just gave him a life lesson on how to and on how the world has evolved and how to not talk to people. And it was fucking awesome. Like, I love her so much. I'm a huge fan of hers based off the interaction alone. They ended up leaving and I was like, I love you. I love your vibe. I love everything that you stand for. I love everything that you're saying. Like I connected with her so much. So did Lolly. Like we were just loving her we gave her this big hug we were all pretty drunk (laughs) we gave her like this big hug and then we were about to leave because we didn't want to hang out backstage for the whole concert like yeah it's cool if you don't hang out backstage a lot but like Amanda's been in radio for a long time I've been in radio for a long time I've done lots of events backstage and it's fun but you don't really get to see the show back there you know so we were like okay let's go out um and enjoy the show so right as we're about to do that 
someone calls us over to like another trailer and we get on this bus and wouldn't you know it the leather family is in there and so is this other girl that I noticed earlier in the night she had super cute style turns out that like the airline lost her luggage so she actually felt like she looked really grungy but I guess this was the very opening band and so um we get on we're like talking to them my sister-in-law says to the leather mom like oh my god your kids are so cute and like obviously like look where they get it and she was like Thanks. Like such a bitch. So typical. What's crazy is from looking at them, the leather family, hold on. I need to take a drink of water. From looking at the leather family, you would have thought that like he was part of Dustin's band. Cause he looks the part like all leather rings on his fingers, like totally look like he was like important and they were just part of the opening act. So, um, they ask us if we want to take a shot. And all they had was whiskey and tequila. And so um, I'm like, tequila, very, very small, very, very, very small with a chaser. So we took a shot, stayed on the bus for a little bit. I was feeling so friendly at that point. So I was just talking to that girl whose luggage was lost, hung out with them for like 10 minutes. And then we went back outside to um, watch the concert. Like we came out from backstage. What's funny is as we left like the perfect time because there's a point at the night when like the girls are backstage. What I mean by that are like, you know, they bring the cute girls that they find in the audience backstage and they're like taking all their selfies and drinking all their drinks and doing their boomerangs and everything from backstage. And as we were leaving, I noticed a big group of girls like on the couches and stuff, like taking their pictures and capitalizing on the free drinks. And I'm like, oh my God, we're leaving at like the perfect fucking time. Cause like, this is like the time of the night where you got to go. Um, it turns out like I ended up posting, but my pictures later, it turns out that I knew one of the girls that was back there. I just didn't like, I didn't really look. I just noticed like, oh, a flock of cute girls, like typical. Um, but this girl that I know commented on my picture and was like, oh, I, I, um, you should have texted me and told me that you were going to be there. Like I was backstage and I was like, yeah, same. Um, and then I looked at her story and I saw her picture. I was like, oh, you were in that group of girls. Like that totally makes sense. Cause she's like a cute girl, you know? Oh, mm. and I feel like there's not like a huge breed of cute girls in Fresno. Like felt like a lot of regular bitches. Um, so we go out to the front and um, Lolly and Amanda want to buy, buy merch. So we go over to the like the merch um, tables. And while we're over there, one of the guys that's working at the merch table tables comes back from getting food. And he had this like bowl of like tater tots and chicken and it looked so good. And he was like, oh, this is one of the food trucks in VIP. And we obviously had wristbands to get into VIP. So after they bought their stuff, we went over to VIP. I found the food truck and I was like, OK, I'm going to get us a bowl of tots and we can share them. Because at this point, like we've kind of had a lot to drink. And so I didn't realize when I ordered it, but it was the the truck was called like Tikka Masala or something. So it was like Indian inspired. Um, so I order the tots that I see on the menu and the girl goes, okay, that'll be $27. I about shit my pants. I understand that food truck food is more expensive and there's everything's more expensive. $27. Oh my God. I almost said never mind, but had I been more sober, I probably would have. I'm going to post a picture of what these look like at what the Chuck podcast. I make sure to, I made sure to take a picture cause I knew I was going to talk about this. I probably brought these $27 tots up like 10 to 20 times over the course of the weekend. 
We get them. Lolly is not even going to fuck with those because she's like, that's going to upset my stomach. Amanda barely has any. I basically kill the whole thing. It tasted very curry-like, like I was burping it up for the next 12 hours and it tasted disgusting. It was great going down. It was like the perfect food for what I needed in that moment. And then also in the VIP, they had really fancy porta potties and like everyone was just lining up for whatever. This guy came up to us and was like, are you really lining up for the boys' bathroom? I didn't even realize. I'm like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They're all going to have toilets. They're not going to have urinals. He was like actively trying to talk us out of the line. So we all go to the bathroom and then we go find our spot just in time for Dustin Lynch. And the show is so good. Like so many songs that if I would have heard them on the album without seeing them live, I probably would have been like, meh. But I saw them live and now I have that like, I have that like memory. So it makes me love the songs even more. And he was just so great on stage. First of all, he's a short guy. He's not a t- He's a very little guy. And so he had a baseball hat on backstage. Well, now he has a cowboy hat on, obviously, to make him look taller. And there was a fight that broke out towards the front. And he, like, stopped the show. He's like, hey, hey, we've been locked up for two years. We're finally able to be out and do stuff. And this is how you're going to act? Like, don't fucking make me come down there. Like, ugh, you tell him. You tell him. We were all, like, swooning over him all fucking night. And so um, the show was just so good. At one point, he gets off the stage. He goes to the back and performs some songs back there. Well, then at one point, okay, first of all, let me backtrack. Lolly is talking to everyone, everyone around us, literally making friends with everyone. So there's this pe- there's a people behind us married couple. They have a bass, like a, like, a, like a stroller with them, but like a bassinet stroller. You know what I mean? And Lolly goes back there and she comes back to us and she's like, they have a four month old in there and it has the cutest little headphones on. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cute. So um, then all of a sudden this huge fight breaks out and it's like rolling towards us. Lolly walks towards it to see what's happening. These and then all the all these people that are standing behind us like crowd around the bassinet with the little baby in it. Like they're like protecting her, like like creating a barrier. And Amanda and I are backing up because I'm not trying to get caught up into it. It's a girl fight. And Lolly's like getting closer. Amanda goes, where's Lolly? And I'm like, she's right up there. So Amanda goes and gets her and pulls her back. And they pull these girls back. Their hair's all wet. They've got like freaking bras showing, tank tops pulled down. Like they are angry. And there's like guys holding girls down. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden we look to a side, look to the side of us. There's a pair of boots, like perfectly laid next to each other on the ground next to like two beer cans and we were fucking dying like how do you lose a pair of boots like maybe a pair of flip-flops or something but a pair of boots that you that pull up over your calves how the fuck do you lose those and coincidentally the event was called boots in the park so we were saying no not boots on the floor boots in the park and so we were just fucking dying laughing having the most fun um Dustin played a couple covers and so we were just do you think time could pass us by oh if you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just hear you tonight anyways he was just playing we were just having so much fucking fun then the show was over and we were like oh fuck it's gonna take us forever to get out of here so we walk hella far to where we need to be and then we get home and let me tell you what we do when we get home we all wash our faces (laughs) first of all we thought of the best name for this podcast on the walk to the car and then we forgot it none of us can remember what it was um, we walk to, we get home, we wash our faces, we get in our comfy clothes and we sit in the living room of Amanda's apartment and watch Dustin Lynch videos and talk about how fine he is. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like I was like drooling. Like we were like, 
obsessing over how hot he is in her living room, just watching all these music videos. Like, just couldn't. I don't even know when I fell asleep, but we were just like, there was one where he looks especially good. We were like, play that one again. We All we were doing was talking about how fine he is. That's literally all we did. Um, And so then we went to sleep. And then the next morning, my phone rang, which I never keep my phone on loud. But I guess Brett, Brett called because he's on my favorite. So it rang. It woke all of us up. And then um, my voice was like almost gone. We were all like dying laughing about the night before. And then we decided to go out to get brunch. And then we had plans to go to the zoo. So we go to this brunch spot. And it's just like any brunch spot. Like picture like a diner in Tahoe. Like you go in. There actually is a diner in Tahoe that looks so much like this place. So we, we wait for like 20 minutes to get our table. And then we go in and... um. I had already seen a bre- someone have a breakfast quesadilla. So I ordered, they had, and they also had famous cinnamon rolls on the menu. So we ordered, I ordered a, jo- or a Jamba Juice, an orange juice, a water, and a hot chocolate. Because I love diners that have a hot chocolate. And then I ordered a cinnamon roll, and then I ordered a breakfast quesadilla. So you could get either a bacon, sausage, or veggie. And so I just said, I want a breakfast quesadilla. I, want, I don't want bacon or sausage. I just want it how it is. She was like, veggie? And I was like, yeah, but I don't want any like extra veggies. I just want what's on the menu. And I said, I want less potato and more cheese. And when you know it, Amanda thought that she didn't hear me correctly. And so the cinnamon bun comes out. I almost eat all of it. And it's so good. It almost fills me up, which was perfect because when my quesadilla came out, it was nasty. It had like broccoli in it, fucking hella bell pepper, spinach. Like it was not what I wanted at all. But you know that food, you just feel like all diner food is the same. Even, I had like two slices of the quesadilla and I felt so fucking sick. And so next we're like going to the zoo, right? And I'm like, I just want to lay down. I feel so sick. It takes us forever to get into the zoo and to find parking. It actually looks so much like the Sacramento Zoo. Like there's like a Thunderland type thing across the street that's like closed down. But it looks so much like the park that's around there. Land Park. It looks almost identical. And so it takes us forever to find parking. We finally found parking and we drive up or we walk up to the front and we had prepaid tickets. So we were excited because the line to walk up and buy tickets was like a mile long. I also don't understand why people didn't just get on their phones and buy tickets and then get in the prepaid tickets. It made no sense to me. So Amanda got tickets from her work. So we get in line. And we all are standing there with our tickets. We're almost to the front when Lolly looks down and realizes that the tickets say senior child. Two of them said senior child. Mine said adult general admission. So we had to like frantically Lolly bought two additional tickets in line. And Amanda was like, oh, my God, I don't know how that happened. So we get inside the zoo and we walk around and we see everything. It just sucks because so much of it was under construction. Like I want to go back when it's all done because it's an amazing zoo. I've never been to a big zoo. I've only been to the Sacramento Zoo and it's been years since I've even been there. Like this zoo was so amazing there was so many animals there the enclosure that had the lions the rhinos the elephants it was huge like it looked like Jurassic Park it was amazing um the enclosure or the the area for the sea lions and the seals was fucking amazing and so that area was actually really huge there was like five different lookout points where you could watch the sea lions and the seals and we get down to the underground part where we've almost seen all of it And it looks like gives you like a fish tank view almost. And there's this lady standing there and she looks like she works there. She's wearing a purple shirt, a purple hat, like a safari vest over it. And she's 
like answering questions or so we thought. And then there's also this other guy standing there and then a woman that's in a motorized wheelchair. And they're giving us all these details about the sea lions. Like one of them is blind. Like they're just giving all the history. And um, I kind of go off to the side because they were annoying me. I'm like, we get it. You fucking know everything about these animals. And when we walk away from them, finally, like all of us together, Lolly's like, I don't think that they work here. And Amanda was like, I don't think so either. So we end up seeing them multiple times throughout the day. And I get another glimpse of the girl that I thought worked there. She's wearing zoo attire but it says Houston Zoo on it on her hat at least Lolly thinks that her vest said Fresno Zoo but these are zoo people they know everything about these animals and they are going around inter inter like invading people's conversations what's the word I was trying to look for inserting themselves into people's conversations and giving them details about the animals in the zoo And I was like, holy shit, there are Disney adults and then there are zoo adults. Like these people knew every fact about every animal and about the animals specific to that zoo. And they were just walking around as if they like they like ran the place. And every time we passed them, they were like just facts, facts, facts on facts on facts. And it was, yeah, they were really annoying. I was like, every time we got near them, I was like, don't make eye contact because I'm not trying to have more conversation with them. Um, and then we freaking got soft serve ice cream cones, which were so fucking good. And then we walked around a little bit more and then we left and then Lolly and I drove home. Um, and we had a great time. We talked a lot about Sherry Papino and that whole thing. I had a lot of questions. I like know about that, but I don't like really know all the details. I just know like the limited articles that I've read. I obviously remember when it happened, but I had so many unanswered questions. Like I know that she was at her ex-boyfriend's house the whole time, but like was she trying to have an affair? And so my sister-in-law knew more about it more about it than me so she basically told me like she was sick of having kids sick of married life so she staged that she was kidnapped she was really with her ex-boyfriend like having an affair or whatever and then she realized that she missed her family so she like he she like had him brand her like her nose was broken and then she went to the police saying that she was kidnapped and then um basically she had all these very specific details but like no details about like how, like where she was released or why they took her and like all these things didn't add up. So they've been investigating it all this time. And finally, I guess there was DNA in her underwear that wasn't her husband's. And so they traced it. They didn't have a match, but they were able to do like familial DNA testing and basically linked the DNA to her ex-boyfriend and then started questioning her ex-boyfriend who uh, eventually admitted to the fact that she had been with him the whole time. And so the whole thing is just wild. I kept like saying like, um, cause she was like, text Brett and your brother and let them know that we're on our way home. I was like, why? In case we Sherry Papino them. And so like Sherry Papino was just like the, t- the point of the conversation the whole way home. Well, when we were about to leave, there's this gas station in Fresno. It's a Sinclair, Sinclair. It has like a, a green dinosaur and I was like fascinated by it and Lolly was like oh yeah there's one of those in Sacramento and so every one of these gas stations has a huge green dinosaur like out front so we stopped there on the way on the way home to get snacks which because we hadn't touched any of our other snacks we got new snacks and we were in there the guys were like oh you're from Sacramento oh I got a home girl that lives in Sacramento we're like tight they were like telling us what snacks to get and stuff so we were we got back in the car to leave and I was like wait I should definitely get a picture with the dino 
So got a picture with Sinclair the dino, sent it to Brett, who has responded immediately, sent it to my brother, who didn't respond right off the bat, right? So we're driving, 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 talking about Sherry Pepino. And I look down at my phone and I have two texts from my brother. The first text says, the full, the Fresno Zoo sucks. <laughs> Meaning like he thought that was a picture of me at the zoo, like he was kidding. And then I didn't respond because we were talking about Sherry Pepino. So 10 minutes go by and he was like, oh, not funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. We just had like the best drive home. Um, It was just so much fun. Like I could road trip forever with Lolly. I could really do anything with Lolly. Like we are just we are the okay. What's what's the song I sing? Um, What's the song I sing? Best friends. What's the song I sing about everyone being best friends? Benny is my first best. What's my what's the best friend song? Oh, my gosh. Now I don't know. But anyways, Lolly's getting included into the mix. Why can't I think of the song that I always sing to the animals? Oh, no, oh, I know what it is. Benny. Oh, Chuck is my first best friend. Benny is my second best friend. Bread is my first best friend. But we're all friends. Well, now it's Chuck is my first best friend. Benny is my second best friend. Lolly is my third best friend. Bread is my fourth best friend. Lolly and I just had so much fun like I literally could have stayed in the car with her forever or I could just like we could so do trips like long term like I was like where should me and Amanda go next like we should plan another trip because we just like work so well together and we just laugh so fucking much anyways I also thought saw the drive through sushi place it is so close to where Amanda lives and I'm so bummed that we didn't stop on the way out I thought there were barely any cars but it was like wrapped around the parking lot so that place for sure must be fucking popping um so then I get home last night and um we watched we finished re-watching Stranger Things so we're all up to date there and then we went to bed. Brett let me sleep till 1130 today. He never lets me do that. So that's because he wanted to play his video game. Um, he normally wakes me up first thing in the morning, but it was just so nice because obviously I went because I really wanted to go. Should I have gone because I'm not feeling great? Probably not. So now that I like drank and like wore myself thin, like am I feeling the hottest right now? No. And then because you know what's crazy? What I realized when I was gone, that was the first weekend that Brett and I, Brett and I have not spent a night apart since he moved here in four years. Is that not wild to you? Like I realized that when I was gone. So then when I got home, Brett feels like he didn't get a weekend with me. So today he wants to do stuff and I don't, you know, first of all, I put makeup on for two days in a row. Didn't want to put makeup on again. Didn't want to do my hair again, but he was like, we should take Benny to a brewery. And so I was like, okay, well, Brett had, um, to do this phone call today, this, um, student from Stanford, wanted to do she's doing like a study about immigration so she interviewed Brett for like two hours and then after that Brett and I went to the barn um and right when we walked in obviously anxiety ridden because Benny's barking at all the other dogs everyone's staring at us as per usual because Benny's just being a little badass we go and find a good spot away from everyone it ended up being okay like every time we go to a brewery we learn more like we need to get a longer leash for Benny we need to bring something where he can like um where we can like extend his leash and he can kind of run around I need to bring some food for him not just treats because I feel like he would maybe eat some food in this setting um we need to bring a blanket like 
the barn was the perfect place because even though it was packed, there was so much room. Um, so I definitely want to go back there within the next couple of weeks. It was a lot of fun. But then the lines were really long. I had Brett get me a slushy seltzer or a smoothie seltzer. It was so good, but I it was pretty small and I drank one and it went straight to my head. Brett was like, yeah, they were 12%. And then Nash and Proper was there. So Brett went and got us chicken sandwiches. He was wearing light blue shorts, ate the chicken sandwich. It was all over the front of his shorts. So he was super embarrassed. He was like, we have to leave after this. So, um... We were like eating our sandwiches and like talking about leaving. And then this girl comes up to me and she's like, are you Megan? She's like, do you have a podcast? I was like, yes. And she was like, I love your podcast. She was like, me and my friend were over there talking about it. I thought it was you. Um, she was like, don't you know this guy Aries? And I was like, yeah, I grew up with him like in college greens. And she was just like, um, yeah, we used to work with him. She was like, we've been listening and or I've been listening. She was like, I'm such a big fan. And I was like, I have never obviously my years in radio. I have people come up to me and say, are you Megan? Like I listen to you. I love the morning show when I was on the morning show. And that's really about the only time anyone compliments you on your on air. Like no one ever says, oh, you're great at middays. It was really when I was on the morning show when people would come up to me. Uh, did I ever think anyone would come up to me and be like I listen to your podcast and I love it that was a first for me and honestly it made my fucking day she was like when you talk about the bachelor like I'm like yes those are all the things that I'm thinking I'm like oh my god oh my god this is so I like it honestly made my day so Kelly thank you so much for coming up to me I'm about to choke <laughs> oh god thank you that's really great hi Kelly hey nice to meet you excuse me while I go hack up a lung um it was so unexpected and it was just so nice. Like, I'm so glad that she came up to me. It honestly made my day because sometimes I'm like, who's listening to this? <laughs> Who is listening to this? I honestly don't know. Like, I do know, but I also don't because I see the numbers and they don't match the people that like reach out to me about the podcast. So I'm like, OK, who are you? Who are all of you? Show yourselves. So that was so great. And then we just came home and now I am doing this gonna do my radio shows Brett playing is playing video games he's gonna make us dinner and we're gonna watch Batman because it's on his streaming thing that he has at least I hope it is if not I want to watch the new Ryan Reynolds movie that's on Netflix because I heard that it's really good and then I'm gonna go to bed and hopefully not feel like shit tomorrow and have a great week at work Monday I'm so excited because I finally was able to go on my full walk with Benny I haven't been able to walk him in like two weeks. Like I took him for like a short little 30 minute or but it just felt so nice to get out of the house today, go for a walk. It was light the whole time. It was in the 70s. Uh, it was amazing. Um, I am not going to be talking a lot today just because my voice is like going. Um, I feel it, the beginning stages of it. And because I have to talk all day at work, obviously I'm not doing myself any favors. So I really can't do a long one today. Um... I, first of all, did I tell you guys that my friend Violetta started making her dog's food? Um, like ground beef, broccoli, celery, carrots, quinoa. And um, so she shared the recipe with me. And while I was gone over the weekend, Brett made it for Benny. And Benny has not even taken a bite of it. And Brett's like livid because he spent all this time and all this money getting all the ingredients. I'm pretty sure I told you that. So for the past couple days, we've been sticking pretty strong, just like setting that down. However, he is on medication for kennel cough. So he does have to eat something with that. So we've like been wrapping his medication in meat. And then like tonight when I was done with my dinner, I put like the rest of my chicken in his bowl with the quinoa and he like gets little bites of the quinoa like mixture when he eats the chicken, but it's not a lot. And so I just figure like if we just keep doing this, like he's going to eat eventually because I know I've said this a million times, but I just cannot deal with it anymore. We would be living such a stress-free life if Benny would just fucking eat his food. And I know that it's our fault. We ran into someone at... um 
the barn and they had this little dog and it looked just like Benny, only it was super, super small and it was mixed with poodle. Like they had the exact same face. And so I was like, um, does your dog have issues with eating? And they said, no, but we've always been really good about giving, not giving it like food from the table and stuff. Before we got a dog, that was the number one thing I said to Brett. We cannot give it any food besides its own food. We cannot give it table scraps. Even tonight, Brett was feeding, feeding Benny directly from the table. I'm like, the number one thing that we cannot do is exactly what you're doing. It's just so hard once you're in the habit, you know, and then like you're thinking, I'm sure you guys are so fucking sick of me talking about Benny not eating. Probably like, go home, Roger. Anyway, so we just have, I just opened it though, the quinoa mixture, and it smells rank. I'm like, I fucking wouldn't want to eat this either. I don't blame him. And then I'm like, does he want it cold? Does he want it warmed up? Does he want it half and half? I just don't fucking know. Something that I wanted to talk about yesterday, but um, I didn't because I was just rambling about my weekend, um, is the whole Pete Davidson, Kanye thing. So Pete's friend who's posted on him, by proxy on social media before, like posted a statement about Bob Saget. He um, posted screenshot text messages between Kim or no, between Pete and Kanye. And so I reposted them. And then I also posted Kanye's video um, that he put on Instagram responding to the text messages. And then the screenshots disappeared, which I mean, I don't know. Did Pete give permission in the first place? Because it seemed kind of like counterproductive to offer help and then to post the screenshots on social media. I was pissed that I didn't take screenshots, but obviously the internet is wild. So I was able to get the screenshots. And I know some people were like, wait, I missed it when it was up. So I'm going to read these. Um, So Pete text messages Kanye and says, yo, it's Skeet, which is hilarious, by the way, like referring to himself as Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. It don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for these kids is amazing. And you are so fucking lucky. She is your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. And Kanye said, oh, you using profanity? Where are you right now? And Pete said, I'm in bed with your wife and put a selfie, which For the tone of the text message conversation was pretty petty of him to do because he's trying to like be supportive. But that is also gaslighting Kanye for sure. Kanye said, happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. And Pete said, same here. It's wonders what those places will do when you get help. You should try it. I'm in L.A. for the day. If you want to stop being a little Internet bitch boy and talk. (laughs) Um... And then there's another text that seems to be missing. You don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so pussy and embarrassing. I don't know if he said pussy. It's blanked out. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. Kanye said, you're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. Pete said, why don't we meet after Sunday service and Saints game? I'll be at the BHH, which I'm not sure what that is, but people that are from L.A. seem to know. I'll be at the BHH. We can have food and talk about it in my room. Privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. Oh, Beverly Hills Hotel. Duh. Um, what you're doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. Kanye said, you want to see me come to some Sunday service? Pete said, this isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental stuff, too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions towards me. I've stopped SNL from talking about talking about you and making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months. I've stayed. I've. 
I've stopped stand-up comedians from doing bits about you because I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there. I have your back, man, even though you treat me like shit because I want everything to be smooth. Smooth, but if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice. And then Kanye goes on social media to do a video rant about nothing besides the fact that Pete said that I'm in your wife's bed. And he's like, I thought she wasn't my wife anymore. She's divorced me, taking me to court, saying that I have no right to call her my wife, but you're calling her my wife. Like, that's what you're focused on. Not even the fact that he sent the picture, just the whole, like, Pete calling her his wife. Like, I just don't. And I do agree. Pete shouldn't have said that. The whole tone of the conversation would have been so great if Pete just wouldn't have had to throw that in. Um, and then today, Kanye posted something else on social media, like the magnets or like stickers or pins that were on the back of North's bag or one of the kids' backpacks and um, made it seem like he hadn't seen them in a long time. And Kim's like, stop this narrative. Like you saw them this morning when you picked them up for school. So I wonder what those interactions are like or if they're even coming face to face or if it's all being handled by security. It just all seems like really sad for the kids because Pete's right. He's they're going to look back on this and be like, what the fuck was happening? And also like with the new Hulu show coming out, a new preview just aired. And it seems like they really get into all the drama, like Kanye saying that Kim's career is over and things like that. Um, I'm just it's just wild. I thought that this Pete and Kim thing was going to last like a second. And now I'm like, what if they get married? Like I have all these thoughts running through my head on the possibilities of how this situation could progress. And it's just fascinating to me. Also, my walk today, I listened to Clayton on the Ben Higgins and Ashley podcast, Almost Famous, I think it's called. And um, it was just Ashley, you could tell, is not impressed by him. He had very calculated remarks or answers to all their questions. And he kept saying, well, like I said, which I realize is a really condescending statement. I've really been trying to cut back on saying that because it's like, let me reiterate when Clayton was not really reiterating. I feel like he was just saying that to get his point across or to make his point seem firm um but he basically said that had Susie gone on the first date and said that she didn't want him to sleep with anyone else or anything he wouldn't have but then he wouldn't have gotten engaged at the end and he also said that in the moment um like during their date when she stepped away he was talking to Jesse and he started thinking what if Susie's trying to self-sabotage right now so that she has the potential to be the bachelorette and that's where his mind went and that's why he got so angry at the end and stopped listening to her because he was basically just seeing red and now that he's had time to reflect and now that he's seen the episode back he realizes that that's not what she was trying to do but that's just where his mind was in that moment and they were like okay so you admit that you were gaslighting her because you had like a false reality like stirring up in your head and he was like well I looked up the definition of gaslighting like oh my fucking god and then I listened to a part of Caitlin Bristow's interview with him or the quality of sound why doesn't no one tell her that the sound quality is so bad like girl get someone to help you out because it's bad. Like, I just don't understand how someone hasn't told her. Like, who's producing her podcast? Because I'm about to tweet her and be like, girl, let me quit my job and produce your podcast because I do a much better job. My sound, Mine sounds miles better than her. And hers is like a production. I just don't get it. 
like the sound quality, obviously, and the content. Like you can tell where she's cutting in hers. Like she, she must like ramble. And so she cuts it and like inserts another part of her voice. And it just sounds not good. And I didn't get through very much of this because she was essentially asking the same questions. And she was also sympathizing with him like, oh, I feel so bad for you. And he was really playing it up like people have found my email address. People have found my phone number. And then he kept saying, look, I'm not trying to play the victim. Well, that's exactly what you're doing. And he kept saying, I just can't wait for people to see what happens. So you know what, Clayton, me too. I'm staying off social media tonight. I'm not going to be scrolling. I'm not going to be logging on because I don't want to get any spoilers because the finale is tonight, I believe. And then tomorrow's going to be after the final, whatever the fuck it is. And it's going to be the conclusion, I guess. They're not doing like a three hour premiere instead. There's a three hour like, you know, episode tonight instead split into two. So um, I'm anticipating tonight to find out like what has happened as far as the show goes. And then if there wasn't a resolution after the show tomorrow night, I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to get caught up to speed on what's happened since the show wrapped. So stand by for all the details, all my thoughts on that tomorrow after I watch the episode tonight. Sidebar, um, Brett and I caught up on Stranger Things last night. We watched The Adam Project, which is that new movie with Ryan Reynolds. Um, what's her name that was married to Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. And it was really good, like a feel good movie. Um, so if you are looking for something like that, it's on Netflix. It's really good. Also, the house that the kid lives in in the movie, he it's like beautiful. I don't know where it's set. I'm, actually, it might be on a set because it doesn't even seem real. Brett was like, that seems really fake. It was a really good movie. And then after that, Brett wanted to watch something space. I swear to God, every night when we get in bed, if we don't have something to watch, I'm like, what do you want to watch? He's like, space. So I just typed space into Netflix and I found the documentary series about Elon Musk and like his space flight for the regular people that are going to be astronauts. And it's super inspiring. We're only one episode in and I was like bawling on the first episode. So I'm excited to watch the rest of the episodes on that. It's basically all the people that are going up. That hasn't happened right yet. Elon's space travel, because a lot of this is filmed in the pandemic. So it's about all the four people that are on the flight and like backstories and the first person that we meet well it's the billionaire guy that's like basically not funding it but he's leading it and then the first person that he picked to be on the flight for inspiration for is this little or is this she's a woman but she had cancer as a kid and her story was just really inspiring it just really like touched me you guys know I'm emotional so if you're looking for something to watch it's Elon Musk's I don't know search Elon Musk on Netflix and you'll find it also, I realized last night I was like, how the fuck is he rich? So I Googled him and I knew nothing about like his origin. So fascinating. Tuesday. It is a wonder that everyone around here survives. Honestly, Brett wonders why I'm such a worry wart. First of all, I told you that Brett locked Benny in the garage for half an hour, right? Like that was included somewhere in this week or was it not? Brett went outside to get into the garage to get some onions. I later went out to do some laundry and Benny was out there. He'd been out there for like half an hour. I'm sure I told you, right? So Benny is like really not eating right now. Won't eat anything. Won't eat the food. Just try to give him kibble, spill the bowl over the place. I'm like so fed up with it. I'm so fucking sick and tired of how time consuming it is, right? So Brett's just like, well, you have to put a food bowl down for him. He has to eat something. So he gets the quinoa beef mixture out of the fridge, right? Comes in here and sets it down, sets it down as he's because he's going to go run an errand. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. So he sets the bowl down and I'm like posting my episode without any spoilers on Instagram because I'm trying to get off Instagram early before the Bachelor finale because I don't want to see any spoilers. So I look down at Benny's bowl because I notice that he's actually eating it. And Brett stuck four dental chews in the bowl. I got Benny some dental chews, two different brands. They're huge, each one. 
There were two of each kind in the bowl. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And I'm like, these are for his teeth. Like he's supposed to have one a day. They're not treats. You can't just like stick them all. So then I had to pull them out of the bowl, therefore slinging quinoa all over the rug. So now I need to go get the vacuum cleaner. I just took him for a walk. He would not walk because he has no energy. And I was sweating from trying to get him to walk, like literally burn more calories than I normally do on the walk because I was like pulling him slash running sometimes to try to get him to pick up the pace. So here I am trying to do this podcast. Today's been a day anyways. I got talked to about my attendance. I got pulled into a meeting. So that was fun. Wasn't expecting that today. Um, I was like, I fucking had vertigo. Sorry, did you want me to be like throwing? I couldn't have even. There's no way. So um, that's fucking annoying, first of all. Second of all, I woke up this morning and I was like, immediately, I want pizza. Like first thing this morning. So I yelled to Brett. I was like, I'm really craving something. He was like, what? I was like, pizza. He's like, I'd be down to get that for dinner. And I was like, yes, because he's had a really busy day at work. I just do not. I don't. I'm just craving pizza. Brett had pizza this weekend and I didn't because I wasn't hungry. Um, When I got home from the concert, he thought we were going to eat dinner together. It was a whole thing. And I was like, sorry, I'm not hungry. So he just got a pizza, wasn't interested in it, didn't sound good, but I'm craving pizza so bad. So Brett just stepped out to go pick up one speed and I couldn't be more excited to sit down on the couch, watch the finale of The Bachelor, enjoy some fucking pizza and then go to bed and start a brand new day tomorrow. Uh, Coming at ya. So also, also. Also, back to the point of I'm surprised everyone around here is alive and and well. My groomer, she's coming next week. I've been trying to do the best that I can to brush Benny. Yesterday, I spent like 20 minutes brushing him, got all like the mats that I could feel out and because I don't want to get yelled at again, right? So last night, I kept waking up every so often and I thought I was dreaming because I heard rain. And then this morning when my alarm went off, I was like, oh shit, it really is raining. And so I was like, oh, Benny and Brett are on their walk because they typically are in the morning. Brett had better have put that fucking raincoat on him because if not, what's going to happen to his fur? It's going to be all matted, right? So I don't even go down into the garage to check because I am like, he he would have done that. He's not an idiot. He gets back. I'm like, you put his raincoat on him, right? I take one look at Benny. He is soaked. Soaked. He's like, oh, no, I didn't. I forgot or whatever the fuck he said. So I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be your responsibility to watch to brush Benny now, which he's not going to do. So I'm going to have to do it. His fur is so curly and tight and matted because his the rainwater just dried on him. And and when I went to take him for a walk this evening, Brett balled up his harness. So I put a wet harness back on his fur. It's a wonder. It is a fucking wonder. So um, the nail polish came off of both my both my pointer fingers. And I know that I should just get my nail polish taken off of the gel or get a new manicure. But I don't have time to get a new manicure. And honestly, I don't have time to go get it taken off either. By the time I'm done taking Benny for a walk, it's like 7 o'clock. I still have work to do. Um, it's just not feasible. So I peeled the nail polish off my other nail. And I'm going to put um, Color Street on both of the pointer fingers. <laughs> Because with the color street, I'm just not that good at it. I'm not good at filing my nails. I just feel like I don't do a very good job. Um, and so I haven't been using it, but I have all these colors. I have all these colors from Caitlin. If you're looking to buy color street, um, let me know because I got a girl. Um, and so I have all these colors from her that are great. The only thing is I don't want to open one because then once you open it, you can't like you have to seal it. Otherwise, they'll go bad. But I'm just going to do a ghetto manicure on myself because my other nails, they are grown out, but they're holding on strong. So if I just do an 
accent nail on each hand with each pointer finger, it's going to look like it's meant to be. Call me brilliant. I know. Call me fucking brilliant. Did you see that daylight savings time? Like the fucking government or whatever, pa- the Senate passed that daylight savings time is no longer going to be a thing. So, But I'm confused. If it's going to start in 2023, does that mean that when we fall back, we're going to stay back? So does that mean that it's not going to be lighter later? Obviously, I know that it's going to be lighter later because of the seasons and the sun and the rising and the moon. But like this, this I, I, I like this daylight savings, even though we lose an hour of sleep like this is the this is the one that I like. So which one are we going to be stuck in? Someone can clarify that for me. That would be fucking great. I'm rushing because I still need to take a shower and I just want to relax when Brett gets home. But I really want to talk about last night's episode of The Bachelor. So I was so unsure if it was the finale or not. Spoilers ahead, it, not for the finale, but at least for Monday night's episode. So um, I thought it was the finale and Brett was like, I'm so excited to watch it. I've like never been more excited to watch an episode. We sit down and right out from the bad. Jesse does a really good job of teasing the drama that's coming. Like he had me believing him. Chris Harrison, you said it so many times that I don't believe you. Jesse Palmer, you're up to bad. Give us what you got. And was he going to be full of shit or was he was he real? No, there were some instances where he was teasing where he was teasing things that weren't as dramatic, but the tease was there. He has like, he has a great sell when it comes to the drama. Um, it starts out with Clayton, you know, in the rose ceremony and the girls come, they're all bright eyed and, and hopeful of the future. And Clayton just comes right out doing his weird mouth thing where he's licking his lips every two seconds and he flat out just tells them that he told Susie that he loved her and that he slept with both of them and that he loved both of them and they're both just in shock Rachel cries so much she cries her makeup completely off like she has none left I can't even believe that there was no black on her face like where did all her mascara go where was her eyeliner she had me on like her face went from makeup to like bare Brett and I Brett was also making fun of her eyebrows he was like you could fit me Chuck and Bisquenny in between the the gap in between her eyebrows every night he talks about you me Tut and Bisquenny that's like his thing so he said he could fit all of us between the space in her eyebrows which I thought was hilarious so um the first hour of the episode is just this awkward rose ceremony Rachel's crying Gabby is crying but she's more mad she's well spoken a lot more well spoken than Rachel there might be something moving up there in Rachel's brain, but she doesn't verbalize it as well as Gabby. So Gabby has a lot of iconic moments with the camera. Um, Rachel, I knew that she was going to be weak and say that she was going to stay with Clayton because I just that's just their relationship. You can just tell that she is the type of bitch that would stick around. And Gabby threatened to leave. Now, I don't know if she really was feeling like she should leave in that moment or if she was just doing it so that he would follow her so that she could get some sort of some sort of validation. I don't really peg her as that type of person, but I don't know. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So she says she's going to leave. Rachel says what me and Brett are thinking like this is can't be what happens because no one wants to win by default. This whole time, Clayton just looks like someone knocked the wind out of him. Like, he just looks distraught. Uh, He's hearing Rachel cry. The acoustics in that place were phenomenal. Um, And so he follows Gabby out. They have a conversation that I'm sure was much longer than what we saw. And then she comes back up. Gabby and Rachel have a moment where they, like, hug. And Rachel asks if she's okay, which I thought was just so nice and such, like, a pure moment in that instance when all this shit was happening. Because how interesting is it that you go through this process with all these girls and most of the time all the girls end up being friends. But do the final few end up being really good friends? Because that's kind of awkward. Like, it would be so nice if Gabby and Rachel could talk to one another about what was happening 
and they could really relate and they could really dissect the situation. Would that do them any good? Would it be more awkward than helpful? I have no idea, but I'd be curious to see what that conversation sounds like. Like, did they talk after the camera stopped rolling? I would assume not because that would probably be pretty juicy gossip that ABC would probably want to show. I guess the ratings were monstrous last night because everyone is talking about it. Mike Fleiss tweeted, thank you so much for the like iconic ratings last night. So then it goes into the families where he brings each of the girls home. And we also have the previews of his dad saying, like, you screwed the pooch. So Gabby comes in first and the family seems to really like her. And then Rachel comes in after and the mom says, you know, I really commend you and I really respect that you didn't leave. Um, insinuating that, like, Gabby choosing to leave in that moment um, kind of showed that she wouldn't stick around for Clayton in the long run. I don't think that his parents are, like, toxic in any way. I just feel like that was an interesting take. Um, on that whole situation. And also, he obviously had one really fucking dumb brother and one even dumber fucking brother because one brother didn't talk besides saying, isn't this awesome Airbnb? Isn't this Airbnb my parents got so awesome? Like he was just there for product placement and the other one gave actual interviews. What was interesting to me is after the family met both of the girls, the brother was saying that there was an undeniable chemistry between him and one of the women, but they didn't say who. And so I obviously think that it's Rachel because they have like that physical chemistry, but I want it to be Gabby because I feel like that's more of a, well, I just like Gabby more. <laughs> I really have no reasoning behind it. So everything's like the, Jesse keeps teasing that things are about to get wild. When Jace, when Rachel leaves, I'm like, okay, nothing's happening. What the fuck is the deal? And then Clayton drops the bomb. Well, since you guys have been so supportive, it's really had me thinking that you just want to see me happy no matter what. And I can't stop thinking about Susie. Like I do love Susie the most and I still want to see where that goes. So there's a lot of things wrong with this. Realistically or, you know, typically in Bachelor history, there's only two people when they meet the Leeds family. So him bringing a third into the equation is just like not something that's typically that's not what typically happens. There's normally only two at that point. Also, like it makes so much sense when I think back now to all the podcasts that I listened to where he was talking about um, Susie so much. Like Susie was the topic of conversation, obviously, because that was like the breaking point in the episode. And he couldn't talk about things that hadn't already aired. But he never brought up his feelings for Gabby or Rachel really in any of those interviews. And I'm sure that's kind of hard to navigate when you're also also trying to withhold the outcome of the show. But they were never brought up like at all in any instance. And so now it kind of makes sense. Like, is it possible that Clayton is just talking about Susie and covering his tracks because that's who he ends up with. And so Clayton's dad's trying to talk him out of it. Like, no, dude, she walked away for a reason. Clayton's like, you weren't there. I was the one that stopped the conversation, which is true. But he stopped the conversation after Susie has already, had already said that she was done. So Jesse comes in, breaks the news that Susie is still in Iceland. And then the episode ends. And it was great because... They showed the audience reactions and the audience reactions were priceless. They also got um, feedback from like Nick Vial. He was there. Claire Crawley, who had the audacity to call something that she just watched cringe. And she also gave feedback as if she got to the end on her season, which she made it to like, what, episode three. And then Cassie, Caitlin Bristow was also there. I thought that it was really weird that Cassie was there because last I heard, she was really trying to separate herself from the franchise. She didn't want to be associated with anything that happened on the show or Colton or any of that. So I was shocked that she was there. And also, why do we need her feedback? And then one of the guys from Michelle's 
season was there too. The guy that I liked, but I don't understand why he was there. So I guess it's being broken up into two live finales. So tonight, is it going to be a completely different studio audience with different Bachelor and Bachelorette members there? This is just unlike any season, how they're doing it. So I really don't understand what it's going to look like tonight. My guess is that it's going to be an hour of the show and then an hour of after the final rose. But they also said that tonight they're going to announce the next Bachelorette. And I'm so fucking excited because I have no clue who it is. I really hope that it's Gabby. Um, But Brett's really into it, which I love. It just makes it watching so much more exciting. And I just really can't see, wait to see what happens happens next. Like this seems like Pilot Pete season, but also Jesse said like Pilot Pete season ended in such a dud. Anytime that this happens when they bring someone back, it kind of just ends and it's anticlimactic. But Jesse's making it seem like shit is about to hit the fucking fan. And there's this clip of Gabby saying to Clayton, I can't trust a word that comes out of your mouth. And so that is obviously in tonight's episode. I cannot wait after he's convinced these women that his heart's in it and his heart's pure and he's a good guy. I can't can't wait for him to go back on his word and say, actually, I love Susie the most. So after I put you guys through all of this, convince you to stay, I'm then going to dump both of you and stay with Susie because that's my prediction for the fucking night. Obviously, it sucks that I'm not going to be recording tonight after the episode. It's just too late for me. I'm not going to push myself like that. But I will be talking about it in next week's episode. Um, so it'll be a week late, but you know, I'll have some opinions. Make sure you rate this podcast five stars. Leave me a review. Share it on Instagram. Share it with a Bachelor fan in your life. Follow me on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast, and I'll talk to you next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.